Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hopathenga Native American Podcast, where we discuss focused topics within tribal housing and self-determination. Um, I'm Brooke Warrington, the Training and Development Specialist here at the NLC, and with me is Awista Atkins, the Training and Development Coordinator. And today we're so excited. We're going to be talking about a day in the life of a resident services department. And we have our special guest with us here today, Christine De Los Santos, resident services manager, and Montana Wise and Maddie Ferranti, resident service specialists. And all of these lovely ladies are working at the Northern Circle Indian Housing Authority. Thank you so much for joining us today, ladies. Let's go ahead and get started. Can everyone just share a little bit about their particular position and role in housing? Uh, so I'll go first. <laughs> Thank you for having us. So I am the resident services manager here at Northern Circle. So our department, what we do is we oversee all of our on-site housing, uh, about 181 units that we have um, on the different reservations, rancherias, and then we have uh, four units in the private market um, in the city limits of Ukiah. And then we run all of the rental assistance programs in the private market. And we um, have landlords in contract like all throughout United States. And we have like 102 members on that program. It's very limited funding. Um, emergency services, uh, we respond to natural disasters. Uh, so I oversee the entire department and making sure that we're in compliance with our policy and procedure here, HUD guidance, and um, yeah, that's basically what I do. Okay, and for me, I am a resident services specialist uh, focusing mainly on the on-site units and the on-site tenants. Um, I do a little bit of the rental assistance as well, so it's kind of switching switching back and forth with that. Um, but my main focus is the on-site tenants. So, any um, if they if they need help with rent, um, I help with that. Um, I oversee the half program. That's the homeowners assistance fund. Um, we help homeowners with mortgage payments, utility payments, and minor home repairs. Um, so that's the majority of what I do. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about yourselves. Can you please tell us how did each of you start out in this career? So I actually, um, I came to Northern Circle, it'll be seven years um, this coming March. Um, I have a background, um, worked 18 years in law enforcement and unfortunately I had an injury and I was no longer able to work in that field of work. But you know what, it really actually was a blessing in disguise the former founding director of Northern Circle. I knew her uh, just from encounters from my um, previous job and um, I spoke to her and she was just like, you know, the sweetest person. And she uh, gave me a chance and, you know, a new career in a field that I, I felt like I had zero experience in. But she just said, you know, I really like how you talk to people, how you work with people. And she was like, just give us a chance, come check it out. And I started out as an assistant in the management department. And so I just had this one little program. It was maybe like 80 members that it would help. I just got to know like all of the members like really well on that program. It was like I knew each person like by heart, what their family situation was, where they were exactly located. I mean, like, I mean, everything. It just became like really good friends with everybody. And and then um, slowly Northern Circle uh, started growing bigger. And so it just, you know, developed into, you know, promotion and a bigger department. And 
So that's actually how I came to Northern Circle, though. Uh, for me, I was told about the opening for it was an application intake specialist. Um, housing during was, COVID. Yeah, during, during COVID, COVID. Housing was never in my plan. I I never even thought about it. I, it was never something that was, you know, I, I never thought about it. Um, and then I ended up actually loving it. So as an application intake specialist, I learned, I was able to learn each program and kind of specialize in each program, which was super awesome. And then um, the resident services specialist position opened up, which was a permanent position in the same same department. So I applied and I got it and it was for the on-site position. And um, it was, yeah, it was awesome. And now I just, you know, kind of like Christine said, just you get to know the members personally. And I think that's my favorite part now is, is like you develop a relationship with them and, you know, it's, you're able to, you know, let them know that they can trust you and, you know, it's, we're here to help and it's not, not anything scary. Like we're not, you know, a scary landlord or anything like that. Like we're really, we're really here to just be somebody you can talk to and, you know, just kind of confide in if you need, you know, if you need it and we're always here to help. So that's, that's kind of how I became into, in this position. Um, I started with Northern Circle about nine months ago. Yeah, in, in February of this year. I have an AA in accounting, and so I, I was looking to get back into that kind of career, and Northern Circle had a fiscal specialist position open. Um, I applied for it. I got it about two or three months in. Um, after being around everything that Northern Circle does, I realized my heart was more with the resident services department, and that I... I wanted to be on the front line of things. Um, and so position became available and I jumped at the opportunity. Oh, that's so great that all of you found your way into something that you feel is so rewarding and that each of you have such a different path to how you got to housing too. That's really cool to have in, you know, one department, such different backgrounds. Um, what would be like a typical day in each of your roles? You know what, I'll honestly say right now, there's nothing typical <laughs> in a day-to-day -day, um, situa situations because, I mean, you know, I mean, in this business, like you're going to come in Monday, yeah, it's going to be a super heavy day and, you know, it's going to lead into Tuesday because you can't get to like every situation that happened over the weekend or, you know, uh, a person's struggling or you know, they're in crisis, so we're going to respond to that. That takes time. So, I mean, basically, by the time you get to Wednesday, okay, we can, like, um, refocus. We got the crises, like, all taken care of. And now we can, like, okay, where are we on our ledgers? Where are we with our budgets? Um, So-and-so is trying to do a transfer. Um, we got a water leak over here. Uh, someone... Um, Maddie will be like, oh, this person has a mortgage increase. Let's pull this or, you know, there really there is nothing typical. So, yeah, then, you know, Thursday you're getting your I feel like we get ourselves a little bit back together. Like, OK, we could actually really take a lunch today, you know, and then, OK, here's Friday. Let's try to close it out as best as we can. And then um, we'll have our piles ready for like Monday. And then Monday can, rolls in. Yeah. So we just, like, <laughs> Repeat. Repeat. Yeah, really. That's what it is. But 
I, yeah, I don't think anything's really like typical. So everything is actually very, I mean, it's unique. So yeah, I don't know. How do you guys feel? Does it feel typical? To I mean, you? I, I think the only typical thing that we do every day is check our emails and our voicemails <laughs> when we first get here. If we're able to, if we're not already on the phone dealing with a crisis, that would be the only typical thing is start your day with checking what you received overnight or, you know, any, any, you know, overnight issues that happened. Um, that would probably be the only typical thing. Other than that, it's kind of just. No, no two days are the same. That's for sure. There's new obstacles every day that you didn't think would ever arise. So kind of tying into what you guys are saying and since, you know, no day is the same, how do you not only establish uh, a relationship with the residents since things are always kind of changing and how do you understand their questions and concerns? So, you know, that's a great question because um, like you're forming these relationships, okay? So it was extremely difficult during COVID because you have elders that, that have never had an email, um, never used any type of social media platform, like, hey, let's jump on Zoom or like, let's jump on Google Meet and like, we could talk and I could walk you through this. So like not having that capacity to be able to use those platforms, very challenging. Um, or, um, you know, just, you know, getting the mail out during that time was super challenging because um, there was days that the mailman or mail person, sorry, if we could say mail person, um, if they didn't show up because they had their own obstacles that they, you know, were dealing with. So, I mean, yeah, a ton of challenges during that time. And so how do you keep that relationship going? Okay, we're going to talk on the phone at that time. Or like, hey, can we just text message? Slowly getting into the relationships in that fashion. Like, hey, if you don't want to talk on the phone or because everybody was at their different comfort level levels back then. And um, just like, shoot me a text message. That seemed like that always worked the best. Um, but I mean, and then there are um, members that, yeah, let's jump on Zoom or let's jump on Google Meet where um, we can like help you fill out paperwork and then really, really utilizing our website and having applications online, having uh, portals where members can just upload their information that we need so that, so that we could get it in a timely manner. Um, and then transitioning out of COVID into now where everything's safer. So what we do is like, we actually go out into the communities. We will set days where we can go to the tribal office or here at our Northern Circle office, and we will have the members come in, let's sit down, let's go over this paperwork. Because I mean, it is like, it's, it's trauma when you get a stack of paperwork and it's like, oh, like, I, I'm not gonna deal with that because that, it's scary, you know? It's like, you guys are asking a ton of questions. So, I mean, sitting with a person and be like, hey, let me help you do this and let's do it together. And we'll get through this in like five minutes, promise, you know? Yeah, it um, helps build build the trust up with the yeah. members as well and letting them know, you know, we're here to help you. It's, it's you know, it looks scary, but it's actually, you know, it's really simple. Like, here's how you do it. So and it, it builds but, the trust. Yeah, sure. it, I mean, just showing up for people. If you show up for people and, um, like, they know that, like, you're there for them, I mean, it's just going to make things so much easier. 
Yeah, yeah. Trust, trust is huge. And I think that sometimes members just want to be heard. They want to be able to vent. They want to be able to talk about their problems without judgment. And that's that's who we are. That's what we're here for. Um, and that's that's a key component to this, I feel like. Yeah, really just reminding everybody like, hey, we're human too. Like, yeah. we don't know everything and we're just trying to get by just like everybody else. So like, we'll meet you where you're at and like, we'll see what's going on. And then like, we can go from there. You know, like we are here. We're in the business of helping people and that's what we're going to do. Oh, everybody like that's your resident is so lucky to have a housing unit where your values are truly about showing up for them and serving them. That's really wonderful because not every industry is like that. And I'm sure that personal touch and that actual care, you know, things, skills that can't be taught, you know, you either care about people or you don't. I'm sure that's really, really like coming across to them. And that's so wonderful. They're blessed to have you guys. Um, are there any questions or concerns that come up all the time with your residents that you wish, um, everybody kind of like knew and understood on a mass scale? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, number one, like funding. We don't have enough funding to help everybody. That is like the most challenging, you know, um, part of this job because, I mean, we can see members that are truly, truly in need and can we 100% give them what they, you know, deserve? No, we can't because we're limited on what we can do. So, I mean, I think that's like the biggest thing is knowing that like, hey, we're doing the best that we can and we definitely will do something. We're gonna find another uh, nonprofit that could possibly like help us out and, you know, get them to the next step. Um, I mean, we don't wanna leave anybody hanging, definitely, but. And then, and then just the thing, like we're human too. Like we make mistakes, you know, we're not perfect. Like, yeah. And then honestly, I mean, we have like, I mean, it's a little bit over 5,000 members all together with the eight tribes and it's just three. And, you know, on the books, we got eight hours a day. <laughs> so it's like, it's hard. So I think a lot of it too, is that um, I wish some of our members understood that it's not an overnight process. It takes time, um, especially when working with grant funds. Everything you do is very tedious. You have to make sure that everything is absolutely correct and that you have everything filled out the way it needs to be. Um, and that takes time. And and sometimes that's that's a hard thing to understand when, when you need help right away. And we do our best. I mean, I think our turnaround time is is incredibly fast for what it should be so <laughs> during the lockdowns I mean, other um, nonprofits or even like county uh, businesses that are in the social service aspect i mean you would go and make an appointment and it's like they're three or five months out just to you know get in the door and actually speak to a person but like here we are over here I and mean, we're doing our best to always have a response within 10 days and um like meeting those goals it's just like we really are showing up for people and i mean it's not fast enough when uh, people are actually in crisis so thank you very much for addressing those concerns and speaking more to the human side of it because you guys are human you're amazing humans but at the end of the day you are humans 
What aspects of the position have you found to be the easiest to maneuver and what are the most challenging moments? You, you know what, it really, I have not find, found anything that's easy in this business because what are we dealing with? We're dealing with people's lives. And there's like, there's nothing easy about that when it's a hard situation. But like, if I do have to say like what, like easy, I mean, the best, I mean, the best part is it's easy to be around Montana and that, you know, just because we have like very good, um, like workflow. Um, I mean, we're to the point where we've been together long enough. Like we know where each of us have, where we come from, like where we're at, you know, just is your personal life like plays a role and like how you're going to respond to um, other people's trauma other people's crises um i mean you know and it's just being you know open you know with the team of just like this is where i'm at today and um but anyways yeah that's the easiest part about the job is just being with them yeah i i would say um the easiest part would be talking with the members and you know just just kind of just checking in on them because everything else is pretty you know it can be difficult you know all the the difficult situations people's traumas it, it is hard and it's hard to it's hard not to um you know put yourself too much in their shoes where you just you know you're like gosh if we can't help you know if northern circle can't help like how is the way that i can personally help you know but um and then i think another hard part especially in my position is when people um when our residents are are not um i guess they're they're afraid if they can't pay their rent they are afraid to reach out when you know it's it, they really can reach out at any time like if they can't pay their rent that is that's okay we have different solutions for them and I think it's just, it's scary because I, they automatically, you know, think, oh, I'm going to get kicked out. And it's like, that's not it. You know, we are going to do everything in our power to not have that happen. Um, that would, that would be the hardest part is, is, you know, knowing that they are, are nervous to call you and, and it's, you know, you, it's a bad feeling when you just want to reach out and say, listen, it's okay. Like there's no judgment. I'm here to help. Like I get it you know, times are tough and you guys, you know, you can, you can call and we can get it figured out for you. I think for me, the most challenging aspect of the job is wanting to help more, even though you can't. Um, we, we help out so many different members with so many different things. And at the end of the day, there's, there's some members that, that need additional assistance that, you know, you, you can't provide. And, for me, it, it 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 affects me, and that's that's my challenge is wanting to help more, even in situations when we really can't. I'm not gonna lie, y'all are gonna make me emotional. Um, <laughs> the, no, seriously, the residents that y'all serve are so blessed to have people as compassionate as you are, working toward the betterment of their situation or helping to navigate them through crises. Like, uh, it's just wonderful to like listen to people who are passionate about what they do and who truly care has like the, the love like leaps right off the screen, you know? Um, so that's just, it's really, it's really nice to hear. Um, if I asked you to talk about like, what would be a super challenging situation that y'all have like successfully navigated, is there a specific 
like story that comes to mind, whether that be for you as a whole department or whether that be for you as individuals? Like, is there one that you're really just like super proud that y'all got through because of how challenging it was and you were able to successfully navigate? I mean, yeah, we've had a few, but like a, the biggest challenge so far, I mean, for me personally, was, I mean, during the, through, during the pandemic and um, we had the emergency rental assistance um, program um, through the Department of Treasury. And the overall um, funding for that was like $9 million on um, that we were operating on. And I mean, it was just, you know, thousands of members that we spoke to. And then, I mean, it's like one thing, like you think, oh, you're just going to run this application. You're going to input the information. But there's like way more to that. Um, I mean, like overnight, I had to teach myself a different like platform to um, watch our funding because we're constantly working in real time. And then the, the fiscal department, they're going to be like 30 days behind us just because of how the recording is. So at any time, they're going to have this one number, but we're going to have a different number. So I really had to learn how to... Um, like really keep an eye on like budgets. I mean, that that was very stressful, $9 million. I've never had to do a project that big and like be responsible for that many people all at one time. Um, but then at the same time, like, okay, you got this on the books, you're doing this paperwork, but like in real life, you have this family that's like truly in need. And just because, you know, we're paying the rent, like there's other needs that go with it. Like, are they gonna have enough food? Like, how are the kids, you know, doing like during like school at home? Do you have the proper equipment? Do you have the right area so that you can be in an environment while you so that the kids can, you know, listen to their teachers? Um, I mean, there were so many people struggling. Um, and so, I mean, those are the type of things that like keep me up at night because I'm just like, OK, like we can go find food here. I can work with, you know, this um, gardener over here, this farmer over here. And, you know, getting people to like donate different um, produce and I could tell people, hey, just come down to the office. We'll have like a box of like fresh produce out on the out in the front and then um, the elders in our communities. Um, being able to bring food and produce to their, their doorstep so that they, you know, can have an opportunity to have like better food during this time. So, I mean, just the. Getting through the whole entire pandemic was like the biggest challenge, but the biggest um, success, because once we finally um, closed out the emergency rental assistance project, I mean, it was, I mean, Montana and I, I mean, I think that night I worked until like two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I actually ended up working 22 hours straight just to make sure that we had everything correct. Um, that we, you know, we were good to go and the, we could actually successfully close it out. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was like the biggest project. And like, I mean, during that time, that period, it was just, um, I mean, it was really stressful. I actually fainted <laughs> at work because the amount of people and like looking at all the, the different, like, things weren't matching up or yeah. like there'd be a glitch in our in our software and like a formula would get wrong and then it would just mess up like you know 50 different calculations and 
Um, and I'll be honest, uh, I am not good at math, but like I had to like teach myself, like you better get better, like right now, or you're not going to make it. <laughs> um, so it was, it was really stressful. And um, I had that little, the fainting episode, but I was like, okay, I'm going to get myself to get together. I'm going to be okay. And just like, keep going. And yeah, good times. Which brings us into self-care. <laughs> we got to make sure we have that. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that, Montana, because I was just about to ask you guys, you guys deal with so much stress. Um, how do you, what is your self-care like? Like working on it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it. work in progress. So definitely a work in progress. But like um, a couple of times where, um, I mean, Maddie's still like somewhat new to our team and stuff, but like I'd be like, okay, we're going to take our lunch break right now. And we're going to go to the thrift store. Everybody has $5 to spend yeah. and you have to get something for your desk. Um, so that, you know, you can mess around with, or like something that brings you some type of joy and be like, okay, you have um, 10 minutes to get this item. So, you know, just run into the thrift store. Okay. We're going to get something. And um, so I mean, it's like the team is, you know, together and we're going fast and like, okay, I got this. And it's just always funny because like what each person gets. Like, oh, that's that, so that, was a, that was really an awesome day because we ended up getting like pretty similar things to um, I ended up getting like they were all musical instruments, which was so <laughs> random. But I found a, a cool like rain stick. And then um, my coworker came over and she had a little drum and it was like, oh, how did we get all this music stuff? Yeah, it was so, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. And so, so we have like little fun stuff like that. And then um, we do like the question of the day on Amazon. <laughs> where oh, yeah, that's always fun because we're like, okay, what's the answer? And then like, we'll break it down and then like, okay, this is what the answer. And, you know, we was, we were doing pretty good on our percentage there. Um, and then another thing for like the self-care um because everybody comes from like different back backgrounds and stuff and we have these um cards or like healing cards or like personal questions so um i mean it works in our environment so like i'll pull a card for each person and whatever question it is i mean you say like that experience about yourself or i mean you're sharing something personal to the group so i mean what is that doing like it's just enhancing our bonding and um it's making us you know level up with like a comfortable level of like you know i got you and know like your weak spots are and know where you're strong and you know just helps us work better together and it's super cliche but like i think of us as like one big family like i think it's super rare when you can go to your coworkers. i'm the mom though <laughs> any situation whether it's outside of work with work like i feel like i can go to both of them with any situation and the support is just like overwhelming. I mean, regardless if we're here or at home sending each other memes till 1 a.m., like we really have this connection. And it's, I think it's so rare when you have that at a workplace where you're just so comfortable and so happy with the people you're surrounded by. That definitely is something that's rare, but it's so wonderful when it happens, like definitely magic. We we actually, we have that here at the NLC too. And it's really nice when like going to work is just as enjoyable as anything else, because you know, the people that you're going to be with are just really good people. Um, and I know I have a lot of ideas for activities that I want to do with us too. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so fun. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are going to steal a lot of those activities too. Really, really fun ladies. Yeah. Um, if, oh, sorry, so go ahead. 
forget, I'm sorry, I forget to throw this in. Uh, something else that like helps is like when we're a community and we have to like go look at a site or if we need to go speak to a member just about like anything and like we're there and um, we're just, we're in their environment and it's us three and then, and then, you know, we're just getting to better, you know, knowing the member better and um, just, it's in that whole relationship and Benny was just being there. We just had this one member. I'm just thinking of last week. It was one over in our coastal uh, tribes and um, just spending time with her. And it was just like we left there and it was just like, man, that's our best friend. <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, we got to go check on her. And it's just like us together. We're just like on the way home, just like speaking about this member. And we're just like, yeah, we got to do this. We got to do this. And um, I don't know. I think. Helping people is part of our self-care as well. I guess that's where I was going with that. Yeah. No, I love that for you guys. Like Brooke was saying, we have our own little family here. And it helps when everybody knows what's kind of going through your head. Like you said earlier. So the fact that you guys are able to be like, hey, I kind of want to help out this member. Do you guys want to come with me? And you're all like, yeah, let's go. Like, who's driving? I mean, that just makes work not work, right? It makes it kind of fun and you're still doing what you got to do so I applaud you on making work fun and like making your team have fun and enjoying what you do so thank you for sharing all that absolutely um if y'all could kind of think about you know your green self if you were like your brand new self to housing is there any advice that you would give yourself back then knowing all the things that you know now yeah, get a comfortable chair that works for you. <laughs> <laughs> Proper desk. Uh, uh, I'm not joking, though. Those things. I mean, because you're on the phone and you're typing so much and like talking on the phone. And before you know it, you're almost 50 years old and you have a kink in your neck. So those things are important. <laughs> they are. Uh, but no, I mean, it's serious. But. Uh, new self um, to like you know seven years later I mean the biggest thing is like when you start this business in this type of business it's you know really read the policy and procedures um, and then I mean look at the HUD guidances like it, does this policy really match up with this HUD um, portion um, is there something wrong here um, or is this really not working for us or um, and then just you know, making sure that you communicate with, you know, the director or the manager or whatever it might be, and then working with the policy uh, review committee of like, hey, this is really, it's outdated um, and we need some changes. But I mean, that for me, is just knowing those things because, I mean, that's how you operate is unfortunately by rules in a book that a lot of times people don't even open up the book to see like what you're actually supposed to be doing so and yeah it's helpful to know those things yeah i would definitely say read read the policies for sure that's that's a big one um and just don't be afraid to ask questions and um you know no no question is you know no question is a dumb question i i truly believe in that like it, just ask ask as many questions as you need to read the policies um, and just make sure to um, take breaks. Uh, yeah, make sure to, to take breaks if you need to. Don't just 
work the full eight hours, like definitely step away, get a drink of water. Um, cause, cause it is easy to just, you know, zone out and be in your work for the full eight hours. So definitely like you need to make sure to take breaks. And, and something that's, I mean, really big, it's you're in this um, type of social service type work. Your desk is never going to be clean. You're always going to have piles. And like you, I mean, somehow Maddie, she <laughs> still can keep her desk clean. I'm like, I'm just waiting for that day to like, oh, it's finally over. You know, salt piece of paper. It's, it's organized chaos. <laughs> um, yeah, there, your desk is never going to be completely, everything's done. There's always some type of work that's happening and you're going to have different piles of priorities. So you got to be okay with like, okay, I got to step away and this is going to be here for me tomorrow <laughs> when I get back. And yeah, I think that my, my green self kind of knew what I was getting myself into um, from observing from the fiscal department. Um, but once getting into resident services, I mean, I kind of had a different perspective than somebody who just comes in. Um, what I didn't know is how rewarding it is at the end of the day. This program, our programs, they help so many people and it could be something as minor as a $50 PG&E bill, you know, but to them it's, it's a huge weight off their shoulders. And so for me, I didn't realize like how rewarding it is to help somebody with something you may think is very minor. And to speak a little bit more on that before I do the outro, is there any advice that you would like to give our listeners regarding your guys' positions? Like, I, I mean, what I tell my team, it's like, okay, it says, it says housing, like, you know, it's a housing authority, but like, honestly, we're in the people business and housing is just a part of what we're doing. So, I mean, if you think about it, yes, it's, you're going to, you know, place somebody in a house or you're going to help them get into a house in the private market, but there's so many more things that go with it. And um, like I said, we're in the people business and we're in the business of helping people. I mean, that that part's like really special to me. So. You said it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, sometimes it gets hard when, when you can't meet like certain needs of the membership and you can only do so much and it's number one you got to have patience and it's you know like not letting yourself get frustrated and um you know those are like the hard things but but just having patience is the biggest thing and maybe like you can't fix something today but like you know working together as a team and like you know problem solving coming up with solutions and like coming at different situations at different angles, like maybe you can do something. So patience is, is key. I think too, like always lead with compassion. You never know what somebody is going through. You may see somebody who puts on a tough front every single day and you think that they have their whole life together and they really don't. And I think that it's just key to always remember everybody's human and lead with compassion. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. You guys are troopers. Like we said earlier, we just we were so excited to have you on this podcast because what you do is so instrumental and it's hard. And I feel like not everybody talks about those hardships in Indian housing. 
and for you to sit here and share your experiences and give advice and just be so optimistic is refreshing and I just really appreciate all three of you for being here today so thank you and I hope we can see you guys on the podcast again we would love to have all three of you that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to Christine, Montana, and Maddie for joining us today. We hope you enjoy the episode. As always, thanks for listening to the Hope a Thing, a Native American podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also visit our website, www.nativelearningcenter.com to find information on upcoming webinars and virtual trainings. Please be sure to be back for more content. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you.